This is Daryl Studgers, and you tuned in to Hungry Humble Sports Talk, Next Legacy Radio. You are now tuned in to Hungry and Humble Sports Talk on Next Legacy Radio, and we are back with another great interview, as we do every week on the Next Legacy Hotline. Man, I kind of just adopted this, and I just I love it. Danielle put me on, and we just ran with it, and I'm just loving these hotline interviews, and we're just going to keep them coming. Uh, before we get into our interview, let's thank our sponsors, Project 1021, Hungry and Humble LLC, and, of course, Next Legacy Radio. Make sure you download the app today. And you know, you know we got to thank our sponsors. Let's thank Alaska Airlines, Macy's, Walmart, SeatGeek, and Fandango. So many more. For more information, go to www.nextlegacy.com forward slash partners. We have tons of deals from banking, travel, fashion, fitness, health, electronics, entertainment, and education. Make sure you go check it out and be a part of all the deals. Again, that's www.nextlegacy.com forward slash partners. So today we have an amazing interview, man. We have uh, it's I know it's somebody that I've been rocking with for a while. Um, I know we, you know, it's a sports entertainment world that, I, that I'm in, I'm indulged in. But uh, I actually met him in the music, in the music world, in the music entertainment. But uh, I was surprised to to know that, you know, he, he was all about sports and everything that he did was about sports. So I had to bring him on Hunger and Humble Sports. He's not just an athlete. He's not just an owner, a CEO, a manager. He's also an amazing human being and does great work within the youth. Let's welcome Daryl Studges. What's up, brother man? How you feeling? I appreciate you being here and taking the time to talk to Hungry and Humble Sports Talk on Next Legacy Radio. Man, thank you for uh, bringing me in, man. I'm I'm glad to be here. I'm honored. Uh, you guys are awesome, man. And and like I say, I, I appreciate being here. <laughs> Let's get it. I'm ready. Yeah, man. man. I had to bring you on, man. So because we've been going back and forth, right? Uh, I had Mario Cannon on in season one. Yep. Uh, obviously, you know we we, we look at Mario. He's He's built like he should be doing uh, the strong strong arm Olympics or something. But, yeah, uh, you already know, like like, sw- like doing the strongman strongman competitions. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing human being, amazing artist, yes. but also was yes. a, was a gym owner, a gym owner as well. Yes, he so, was a gym know, owner. Uh, yeah, franchise owner. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mario so, you know, is had- into the health. Go ahead. Yeah, Mario is into the uh, fitness thing real hard. Like the health is like that's one of his one of his strong suits, man. And people don't really get to see a lot, but he helps a lot of people when it comes to their fitness. And I think a lot of times we just see the see the actor and see the artist side and the business side, but when it comes to uh, calling them and be like, "Hey, man, um, what diet should I use?" Uh, I think I'm taking in too much sugar. Mario's right on it, man. It was like, okay, this is what you need to do. Lay off the carbs. <laughs> Leave the sugar <laughs> no, that, That's huge. So, that's, you know, and, no, and it's huge because at this age, it's crazy. At my age, you know, it's harder to burn. So I'm still thinking I'm young and I can get on the basketball court and just keep running and be like, oh, look at me, I'm in shape. And it's like, nah, you got to put a little bit more work in now, you know. You don't reach that, that age where you got to balance it out now. So... Uh, we got to be aware of that uh, when we out there yeah, becoming athletes and, and going home and going into the business sector. Uh, you still want to be able to put your work in 
um, inside that gym and just do what you do, you know. Um, it all plays hand-in-hand. You have to have a balance with it. Um, and some people get frustrated with it, but you have to just balance it out. No, nah, no, nah, of course. And, yeah. I mean, that interview was huge with Mario Cannon, but my, the, the reason why I bring it up, it was segueing into you because we talked a lot about you, and he was telling me how he – how you used to you hoop, like you really used to hoop. And I was like, nah, no way. And then, you know, we yeah. go back and forth. And I was just, and I was, yeah. you were telling me like, nah, whoa, whoa, I really used to hoop. I'm yeah, like, nah, yeah. there's no way. But, so yeah. man, so let's, I want, I want the audience to know, we talked, we talked about Mario, but this interview is about you. It's about Daryl. Okay, so I'm okay. Not, no, I got you. <laughs> talk, talk to us a little bit about who you are, where it all started, okay. where sports, where did sports originate man, for you? sports. I'm going to keep it real. Like, this is what we're here for. Like, let me tell you, sports saved my life in, in a way where a lot of kids, if you're listening, parents, are you listening? Uh, I was one of those kids, man, that was that was all about just going to school, but I really wasn't that good at school work. And, you know, people laugh at you, talk about you, you know. And this is, would have been about seventh grade. I'll say about seventh grade, sixth grade. And I did the Pee Wee football. Uh, I started then. That's when I started getting in groomed when, when the coaches would come, man, you got talent. You're great. Your kid is great. He can do this. But he's just a knucklehead. He's just bad. I could never shape. I used to do double dutch, like one side, one foot over here and one foot over here in the streets and just not listening, not paying attention. Until one day I, I ended up in a juvie and sports was real huge in there. And when I tell you, I made the team, and we used to be able to play high school students, and and I was like, I think at that time, I was like 12, 13 years old. So going up against people that 16, 15. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're 17, 12, 13, and you're playing juvie ball? Hold on, hold on. You're, yeah, you're 12, yeah, 13, yeah, you're playing yeah. juvie ball right Ju- now. Juvie okay, ball. In juvie ball. Wait, and got okay, hold on, hold on, hold on now. Go ahead. Because we ain't never had a guest on here. We ain't never had a guest on here that's, been, that's done something like that. So. I mean, Juvenile. I don't mean to interrupt you. I just gotta. What type nope, of nope? Go ahead. What kind of head? What kind of headspace were you in? And how did you? Uh, how did you adopt uh, adopt some type of mentality that per that in order to persevere and get through get through what you're getting through? Because now you're not only you're not only in juvenile. You're not only going through that like you're saying one foot in, one foot out, being a knucklehead. But now you yep. you gotta maintain something. You're on a team now, right? You have to. You yeah. have to uh, pr- provide yeah. something to your teammates, to your coaches. So how did you so, balance yeah. everything? So let, in your, let me give it to mindset. you. Like, like you, you, you in the street. Everybody know, man. It's no secret, man. You in these games, you know, and we, and we, and we, and we repping, and we repping hard. But at the same time, you either got talent or you don't. And sometimes it takes other people to show you that you can do better. And in juvenile, I think that's when I found that. I was more than just a leader on the negative side, but I was a leader on the positive side too. So when I took on the the, the basketball team role and working out, getting up and, and doing our drills, and this is in juvenile, um, St. Charles, never forget it. Um, that's when I took on the role of I love working out and I love the, the results that I get. But when you first make that first layup against a – basketball team or the play that the coach called out and he got you running it and you and you go left because that's what he wanted you to do is use your left hand, you take pride in that. And and once you see the results, you kind of get hungry for that again, even though 
you're still hungry on the other side, but this this is where it's at. So that I think that's what drew me to to be coachable. Uh, because once I got out of juvenile, it was like I told my mom, I want to play football, I want to do this. And even though I was a knucklehead, once I got on them football teams, I got I got a coach outside of that just to give you that idea how strong-minded you had to be in the juvenile. You had to not go in a hole. You couldn't go in a hole. You couldn't get in no trouble in order to play this games, these games every Friday, or every Saturday. You know what I'm saying? So if you did any of that, you'll be off the team or you wouldn't be able to suit up or be able to come over and play. So you had to be special to do this. And it took a lot, a lot of mentoring to get me to wisen up to stop doing the bull. So when you look at where I came from to where I'm at now, I look back to everything that I have learned. And that right there groomed me into learning more and more of why sports is so important to me in my life. And it changed my life because when you say mental, um, you got to think about it. Being in juvenile, you don't have your mom, you don't have your family. You just got a bunch of guys, you know, that, that you guys are all looking up to each other and something go wrong. You can go into a depressed stage. You can go into a stage where you don't even want to, you don't want to do nothing. You don't want to come out your room. You, you refuse the meals. Um, but once we got into that basketball and, and practice, all that changed. You feel so much better about yourself. So that, that got me prepared for when I got released to go to the schools and do what I needed to do with my schoolwork so that I can play on the team. And once I got on the teams, I just I just enjoyed it. You couldn't tell me nothing else. Stay focused on it. But I was not good at school. So you got to understand, everything is controlled when you're locked up. But when you're home, everybody gets to see your weakness. And I, my weakness was reading or, you know what I'm saying, by sake. And that used to keep me away from being able to get good grades until I met my coach in Freeport. And he told me, he said, look, you got to be able to do this and you got to do it at your pace because the team needs you on the field. You're a good kid. You know what you're doing. Take your time. If you got to study all the way until you come in the classroom to pass this test, guess what? At least you got an A. It don't matter that the other kids didn't have to study, but you have to. So once I learned that, Walter, I promise you, I never missed a game. I never missed practice because I knew that I had to work harder than the next. Uh, and that kind of that kind of set the tone for my uh, adulthood, uh, knowing that I would never leave sports because that was a way for me to finish school, uh, if that makes any sense. No, it makes it makes a lot of sense. And you, you know, you brought up uh, you brought up something that I I, I really want to touch bases on. Uh, you said you became coachable. Speak a little bit uh, a little bit about being coachable and how much that plays a role for coaches just to welcome different athletes to come onto the team. Like you might have a temper, but if you're coachable, then we can work with you. Uh, you there might you, go. Uh, you might you there might you be go. an athlete, but lack something else. But you're coachable, so we could get you there. So just explain yeah. a little bit a little bit about how how important it is to be coachable. This is the key, what Walt is talking about and what I'm talking about, and and, and I like to uh, elaborate on it a lot because a lot of our children out here don't 
they don't understand, like, it's okay if you're not the number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, number seven. Maybe you're the number eight. Maybe you're the number nine. But if you're coachable, you're still like the number one guy because what happens is that number eighth guy is still rooting for the number ones, the number twos, and everybody else. So when I say coachable, the coaches love guys that, that know their role, and they love guys that, that are able and eager to continue learning even when they know their strengths and they know their weakness. But a lot of times our children only look at the great ones, and then if they feel like no one's paying them no attention, they'll fall into that mode of they don't want to do it. And I always tell kids, don't walk away from that. I watch a guy get MVP, and then I get the coach's award. So you tell me which one is more important, most valuable player or the coach's award. You see what I'm saying? And the team votes for that as well as the coaches. Uh, so when when I got that, I didn't know what, what his coach was his coach's award, you know. And that's when I learned the words being coachable and being the favorite to all the teammates. All my teammates, they voted for me to be the coach's award because I was able to coach them. They was able to relate with me. I was able to relate with them. And the coaches was able to relate with me, and I was able to relate with them, even though – I was like third string, and third string is still just as good as second string, first string. So once I moved up in the game, I became first string. How do you do that? Putting in work. I know that it's true because I've done it. I did it. So I always tell kids, don't get so upset if you're not the best on the team. Just put yourself in a position to listen to the coaches, put yourself in position to pay attention. Because believe it or not, you're up next as long as you're being able to be coachable. So I always use that because that will keep you in a position where you're never putting yourself, putting so much pressure on yourself. Uh, so if that makes any sense, uh, Walt, I hope it do. But I can elaborate a little bit more if you need me to. No, nah, that makes perfect sense. I mean, hard work beats talent any day, you know what I mean? Just being yeah. able to be open, bringing value to people at the same time while you're receiving value, being open to constructive criticism and being able to go and take that constructive criticism and apply it to your work ethic to better yeah. your game or better your better exactly. yourself as a person. So, yes. man, I see it. I see it, and I just love it. I like it. That's why I wanted to touch bases on just being coachable. So, okay, yep. so after, after uh, you got out of juvie, where did you play ball? Um, and just give us the, the rundown and, um, up until, you know, leading to where you kind of where sports kind of died down for you and maybe you kind of started attacking sports in a different way with, uh, with the youth okay. rather than playing it. You... Yep. So now once sports took a role for me uh, moving into Princeton, Illinois, once I took a role on a basketball team and then I took a role on a football team, it was like, Dude, you're fast. You're like lightning. You're great. This dude is awesome. Playing ball on a team, uh, you got to understand. I'm in I'm in a town where majority is uh, all Caucasians. You know what I'm saying? And it's maybe be me okay. and another. Okay. No, I gotta brother. stop you. Hold up. You know <laughs> Go I gotta ahead. stop you. You know me. I'm gonna interrupt. You know me. I gotta stop Go you ahead. real quick. Yes, now, sir. <laughs> because I, 
I want to bring the different variables and the yep. different aspects of and different avenues of mental health and different, you know, different things that people might not even yep. know somebody's going through because they're not even, they're, they go. might be Caucasian or they might not be in that yep. environment. Um, so they just don't understand what you're truly yes. going through or what, you know, what African-Americans yes. are going through that are break in the same position. So tell me what your mindset was with that. Um, was anybody really racist or did it play a role for, for the positive? Because Man, I've let seen me a, lot tell you something. Things, a, a lot of good things as well. So it's not always let negative. Me tell you something. So just yeah. talk a little. Let me tell you something. It was when when I tell you Princeton, Illinois was, was one of the milestones of me building into getting away from thinking the wrong way, right? We always thought, well, you don't do this to your kind. You do it to other people's kind. And that's that was the mentality that I had, right? But I was never the person that, that followed that type of way. I was always nice to everybody. I don't care who you were, what color, what color you was. I'm on it. I'm on being nice. And I was the type of person that was in school, Walt, believe it or not. I was the type of person that was in school. I had a lot of pride, like, and the pride that I had was for human beings. If I see someone being bullied, I stand up. And my voice was heard for the first time because I was that star football player. So I can walk in the hallway, and if I see someone that's not too popular and someone's messing with them, people will listen to me versus just shove their shoulders. So I was that dude that when I tell you that it was awkward because things that I got to see in my school system in Princeton, necessary, I wouldn't have probably seen in Chicago or other towns, Freeport or different places that I live. But by me seeing it, it made me aware that there's a lot of different variables that goes on in different schools of different ways of bullying people, different ways of discriminating on people, and the racism, all of that, right? I tackled all that at once. You understand what I'm telling you, Walter? And some people be like, well, how did you do it? Let me tell you something, man. The best way to make someone understand that you're not for none is by kindness. And some people will look at that as being weak, but it's not. If you ever show weakness to to someone that's a bully, you know what happens. They continue going. But if you show them that, hey, I'm not tolerating it, you're not phasing me, and you're wrong for what you're saying, you're wrong for what you're doing, it gives you a more sense of understanding and urgency to be a person that wants to lead by example versus a person that want to follow the negativity uh, wave of what people say about racism, discrimination. I kind of open up, I kind of spread it open and let people know, don't judge me until you speak to me because I'm a book, and until until you open it up and start to read it, you'll never understand me. So that was my model through school. That was my model through my school. And when I tell you that that model was well taken and the only problems I may have had was none. Do you hear me, Walt? None. And the reason why is because I'll address the issue versus me allowing it to boil over. And a lot of times with mental health, as well as me, I think mentally, if I would allow someone to get away with 
calling me out my name or calling someone else out their name, I felt like that would have been a boil over, and then it would have been a bigger situation. I was always a person that was direct. So if, if you offended me by something, I'll come directly to you and let you know that that's not polite, that's not nice. And I think the narrative that a lot of people had about African Americans, when they got to meet me coming from the city, um, being a city boy, being a troubled child, uh, child growing up, <clears throat> it opened up a different look on people. People looked at me a little different, like, wow, he's pretty cool, you know, and we always get that narrative, he's not like the rest. I used to call people on that, uh, <laughs> Walter, like, what you mean you're not like the rest? And then yeah, they were like, oh, yeah. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say it. I was like, yeah, you shouldn't say that. I was like, but it's a habit. And I've taught a lot of people what that meant. Like, I don't go around telling you that you're not like the rest of them. I, I judge you based on your name or I judge you based on what you bring to the table. I don't judge you based on a race or your ethnic or the background that you're carrying. So people started to kind of smooth things over in my school. So now you got people really feeling comfortable now. And regardless that we still got racism and different mental health, I actually had kids and people that was my peers that actually came to me, Walter. No, and I, I mean it. Like came to me and literally said, "Man, I really, I really don't think I belong here." That is when I knew that I had a gift to be able to be a part of the sports world, but be a part of giving back to my community, my neighborhood, the way that Princeton gave back to me. Uh, once I started communicating with people and, and understanding their problems. I was able to groove into theirs, and then it made me become more of a leader. Once again, that's that coachable situation. I don't want to start in tailback position. Uh, I'd rather for the guy that's been doing it continue doing it, and I'll play another role, and then I'll do it at, to the best of my ability. That opened up doors for me to be able to know that it's more important to, to give back and give people a more understanding instead of watching so many people be depressed of upset and feeling like they're not wanted. I took my team on and I invited other players that really didn't have the skill set that me and other uh, teammates had, but I made them feel so welcome that they grew to be dope. I'm talking about awesome football players, awesome basketball players because they actually listened and had fun with someone like me. I didn't judge them. I actually taught them. I actually showed them what I knew. And I think that plays a role in society to this day when we have different people that goes through those stages of mental health as well as uh, feeling not wanted. They have to have someone that wants to take on that project. And when I say project, it's like, making sure they understand that they're okay. It's just that they got to do it a different way. They may not be able to do it the way everybody else, and we have to be aware of that. And we have to be able to accept that people are not going to all be the same. Um, and I think that that can help out a lot. And I've seen a lot of the people that I've mentored, they, to this day, uh, a lot of them are professionals. 
they are professionals in their own business, uh, in their own right. And that means a lot to me uh, because they kind of come back to me and be like, hey, remember you used to take me to this basketball tournament? <laughs> you remember you used to uh, take us out to eat and you used to talk to us? And now they're talking to kids. And that's dope to me, man. Uh, no, that's, so, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, that's huge. That's, you're, pass, you're, pass, you're passing down something that's yeah. that's, that's, that's something truly something to live for, like, you know, a legacy. Um, So you seem like a, you know, you seem like so far you're a strong person. You kind of, you know, kind of persevered through everything. But if you don't mind, I want you to get a little vulnerable and just tell me of a time then throughout the time from when you were in juvie, going to Princeton, uh, maybe even now. But give me a, a time where, you know, where your back was really up against the wall and you're and you're really feeling it. Um, oh, and what what did you do to persevere and get over and get over that hurdle? I'm gonna tell you right now. I told Margo about this recently, dude. Let me tell you. Um, even when in juvenile, and I got a story. Like really, uh, I think it was the nines, Jordan nines, I think, or eleven. It's one of them. And I told Mario, I said, "Hey, man." When I got locked up in juvie, man, I'm going to tell you a true story. I think they the nines, yeah. I said, a true story. I said, Mario, I went in there and them shoes was brand new. He said, dope. I said, but let me tell you a story about them. I say, my mom was poor, didn't really have a lot of money because she was taking care of my other kids. So she was the one that had to send me new shoes or whatever. I said, Mario, the top of the shoe, not the bottom of the shoe, but the top of the shoe kind of ripped off. Uh, slowly but surely, right? I said, Mario, guess what I did? He said, what you do? I said, man, they had some Chuck Taylors, some generic Chuck Taylors, right? I said, Mario, I stuffed a generic Chuck Taylor inside that right shoe, and I wore that Jordan for a whole year straight until my mama was able to afford to get me some. And he said, you're lying. I said, bro, yes, I did. And that shoe was still comfortable. It was still wearable. It was still durable. I say, so when I tell you I didn't came a long way, that was a vulnerable moment because people even and and to make people understand, they got to understand this part. I was a leader in jail and I couldn't even I couldn't even afford a pair of shoes, but people were still following me, Walt. You hear me? And 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 when I say this to tell a lot of the young people, it's not so much what you got. It's so much uh, doors and, and networking and how you open up your arms to people that will allow people to embrace you. You don't have to impress people. They knew I couldn't afford it, and those was vulnerable moments because how could you be a leader and you ain't demanding to get no shoes and you ain't doing this? Because you got to be real with yourself. You got to be real. If you can't afford something, you can't do something, you got to be real in this lifetime. And a lot of times in this world right now, this day and age where we're at right now, it's a lot of you go on the Internet, everybody is, everybody's rich. There's no poor person on, on the Internet right now. There's I'm nobody. You know you know what I'm saying, though. You know, they're nah, literally nah, I hear looking, you. Nah, everything's fake. Everything's fake. And yeah, everybody's looking on the Internet. They, no... They're not vulnerable. Like what you said, I'm going to stay vulnerable. Like you get there and you get people that see me and Mario making growth, right? Another vulnerable moment is uh, – it's very sensitive to me because it's like family is the ones that that you count on. You count on your family. You count on your friends. Sometimes the family will see you different 
but not understanding that you're making better changes. You may not be there yet, but people will put Walter, they will put us already on a pedestal. Right now, they're saying we made it. So if they're saying we made it, they're upset because we haven't gave out something or we didn't do this or we didn't make this, right? Do you know how bad that can hurt your your journey that you're trying to do because you're trying to figure out why don't they like me? Why is my family so upset, right? You know what I did, Walter? When I started going through different friends, making those moves, these are vulnerable moves, right? I said, you know what? I'm going to key even harder on making sure that I can make a difference in somebody else's life. While somebody else is picking on me, I'm going to make a difference in, in, in one of these kids' life. Awesome. And I got to show them how they have to do. You have to be strong now that we got the Internet. So every time somebody pick on Mario or pick on me or pick on my family or pick on my daughters or pick on this person, I go harder in my community because I got to lead by example. And it ain't got nothing to do with money. It ain't got nothing to do with, you know what I'm saying? It ain't got nothing to do with me trying to beg and pay somebody to do this and do that. It got something to do with me being able to use my resources. And when I use my resources, the smile on people's face, how happy they are because they didn't have to, they didn't have to get finesse. They didn't have to. They didn't have to go through a whole bunch of red tape to feel like um, they're somebody. People treated them the way that they should be treated, and that like makes that. me. That makes me more aware of what I need to be doing in life versus falling back into the trap of, do you know I can go back on the block and have somebody do this and do that? I don't even think like that no more, Walt, because it's like I've been through juvenile. I've been through the penitentiary system. I've seen what goes on. I know that people cry out for help in different ways. You understand what I'm saying? So for me to feed into it, it's only going to weaken the brand, and it's only going to weaken yourself. So what I tell people all the time is the Internet is easy to digest people, right? Find out who's consistent. How do you find out if they're consistent? Not based on how much money they show you, not based on how much property they got, not based on everything that they do, based on what they talk about. That's all you got to see. Is they talking positive today or is they talking negative today? Is they downing somebody today or is they they just clowning everybody today? You see what I'm saying, Walter? That's when you know that people, the people that are looking for the views and people that are just focused. If you see someone constantly doing the same thing, uplifting and being a part of positive things, those are the people that's consistent. If you see someone that constantly say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, and then the next day they're in the bar and they smacking booty and they doing all this other stuff and then they, they choking women or they doing they doing some things that's outside their body, that's not saying that they, they, they bad people. That's just saying that the consistency is falling short of what they want to do because they're not focused. They're losing their focus. And in order to keep your focus, Walter, you have to just stay in your lane and really fight for the things that you truly believe in. And if that means making sure this person is good, making sure your family is good, do it. But don't judge the next person. Because once you start to judging people and start to 
put a lot of more focus on other people's behavior, you'll fall back into your negative, you'll fall back into the same thing that you used to do. And I can tell you, I don't want to go back to none of that because I know that that's a dark place. So I want to stay in the light. And most people will judge you based on what they see on the Internet, but not judge you based on the person who you are. Open that book, right? They got to open that book. They gotta open that book. You gotta open that book, Walter. If you don't open that book, you you pretty much you pretty much gonna have to call Walter. Hey Walter, I know you do a lot of business with uh, Mario and Duro. Hey, what you think about this? And what you think about this? And how you think about that? You get calls like that. I mean, you talk all the time like that, right? And yeah. first thing that's gonna come to your mind is, I see you all the time with them. Why why are you calling me? You know what I'm saying? If if I see a person that's constantly with the same person and that person must have did something on the Internet, they'll slide in there in your DM to try to get a get a verification. Did you see that? Did you see how stupid that person was? Did you see this? I don't want to deal with that. I want to deal with yeah. genuine work. Like, don't call me unless it's something that's pertaining to something that you're not aware of. I got you. But if it's something that me and you both seen <laughs> – and you call me, and you're just trying to throw the throw the dirt out there. I'm gonna hurry up and and try to. Hey, I got to, I got to make another phone call, but I'm gonna call you right back about that. Yeah, you got to you got to maneuver. Hey, I gotta I gotta go this way from it because yeah, yeah like said, because I'm staying in the positive. I'm staying in I'm staying in the yeah, light. Staying, so. Yeah, staying yeah, staying that healthy place because people will say mean things to us, man. They will they will call you. Oh, you gay? You this? You that? Um, I like. Um, I real quick. I mean, like that you. I like that you take that negativity and you're able to you're able to adjust in the way you said that you just you go put that into something positive into the youth into the community. Yeah. So speaking on that speaking on that's a perfect segue to go into just tell me a, a, a couple of the things that you do within the youth that you okay. have done this this past year. Uh, I want to bring a lot of awareness to that because I think it's a beautiful thing uh, when you and Mario put these events together or when you're a part of these events, whether you're speaking and you're, and you're a guest speaker there or whether you're actually there, you know, talking to the kids, training the kids. So just talk a little bit about the, the things that you put on for the community uh, in, the, in, the, in the events you've been a part of. The events that we do, me and Mario try to do, is creative. We try to do hands-on, right? One thing that we do every year that we try to do is pick two kids or three kids from Chicago, our location, uh, our town, his town, and whoever wins and whoever participates, we'll take those individuals shopping personally. We'll take them shopping. We'll give them a spending budget, and we'll okay. teach them some jewels. Okay. And we do this personally. And we'll we'll throw it up as a as a uh, hey we want to do this, and the kids will get involved. We did uh, Chicago because most people they you know they try to get in it because they know us and they like well do this for my kid and it's like look I know you, and I know you okay and your kids are okay. We're looking for kids that really deserve something that they don't normally get like underwear, coats, shoes, toys, uh, a game. Uh, Nice stuff. We want to get them some nice things so that they can yeah. go to school and be proud uh, for the next quarter. Um, and it's like they second Christmas. Some people do things on Christmas. We like to do it the second Christmas because it's like you win during Christmas and you're with your family, and then once we pick you in January, we want to take you to go shopping and get some more things that you want. 
Uh, and to me, it's dope because it's an intimate uh, setting because the kids actually get to walk with us and they get to talk to us about what they got going on and we get to talk to them. And a lot of the kids that we mentored last year, one is off to college, the other one is going to high school, then another one that we mentored in Iowa City High School, they all graduated, like five of them graduated, and they'll hit us up like, hey, I got a job, I'm doing good, and they stay in touch. But you never know who you touch when you're doing stuff like that. Then we got another program that's a nonprofit program that we do that me and Kim, my lady uh, with Audrey, with Audrey Management LLC, and Mario attends this too. We'll go to all the nursing homes. We came with two one year, then in three, then four, and then COVID hit. So we stuck on four. But this year, we're going to try to do Christmas again for the elderly people in nursing homes. What we do is go there, pass out things that they can actually have, go sit in the dietary. If they need to be fed, we'll feed them. If they, if we can pass out their gifts, we will, and we'll bring the children because all the elderly people, they love kids, and we'll sing Christmas carols. And this is something that I did because of my grandma. And I was like, you know, I came to visit her, and then I see all these other elderly people not having visits. And it dawned on me that no one's ever going to come see these people. And it's like, nah, it can't be like that. They can't end their lives being lonely. So I say, if I can just do it every Christmas, it'll be dope. We don't look for funding. We don't we don't try to go out and be like, hey, I need this, 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 that. If I do call somebody, it'll be people that I network with and be like, hey, if you want to do this, let's do this because I'm finna do this. So I appreciate if you can throw this my way so I can go towards this, this, that. And we do it. I never really got into the full uh, grants and all that stuff because I feel like it's more, it feels more real when no one know that you're doing it until you just do it. And then it just brings on a bright light. Then we also got the next one is we'll do the back-to-school event, which is dope. We bring out barbers. We got T-shirts. We got book bags. We got uh, gift cards. We got music. We got uh, the music live performance. And that is dope because we get to teach the kids a little bit about basketball, we get to play basketball with them. We get to walk around the park, let them talk to us, let them, let them uh, look at Mario's chain, make Mario make muscles, all type of stuff. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we just we just do it all, man. Uh, we get to listen to Mario talk about me, uh, crack jokes on me. I mean, they get to see us in the light that they don't ever get to see a lot. So they get to see that we're really down to earth. Uh, we're not trying to go – we're not trying to leave these kids or our community behind, but we will leave people behind if they're not trying to do the right thing uh, by the community. Uh, this is life. I, I, you you already you already know you already you once they once they feel that fulfill your energy you have no no choice but to hey can't Just do keep moving. Have to yep. move this way exactly. With you. Oh. you already know Walter, and this is life and, is the last one. Natalie is in your area, Chicago. Uh, the Inglewood area that she puts on a big, uh, I call it a showcase for all young kids that it's all over the world that wants to come there to Chicago. And I actually had to host that. I got kind of through in that hosting and I grabbed a couple of kids that I remember three years ago and they came again. And I said, Hey, it's time for you to host now. 
you know, you guys are becoming the seniors here, and they still young. They like twelve and eleven and thirteen, and they making a lot of noise in in the area of Chicago. So it was like I'm honored to be with them. <laughs> like, like if you see the way they moving and 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 the work that they're putting in, I was honored to be able to be hosting with those kids, and that's the, that's what makes me uh, who I am. Uh, I can't do what I do without making sure that these kids know that they got someone if they ever wanted to talk to or if they ever felt like they needed some advice. And they go for their parents, they go for their managers. I want to be there. I want to be that voice because I know I've been through a lot. So I'm telling you, like, that's what I key into. Someone make me mad, Walter. Yeah, of course we vent and we get upset. We talk about it. But once I'm done venting with Mario on the phone or venting with my lady or venting with my auntie or somebody, guess what I do? I go even harder. I go even harder because I know that's, that's, that that's everybody's watching. Adopt. I got to adopt that. I got to adopt that for yeah. you. With, you just got to go hard. to do something positive for uh, somebody yep, within my it. Um, That's it. And you have some power. You have those are some powerful movements, man. And we're gonna definitely bring awareness to that by having links and everything uh, on on the website coming up. So, uh, with that being said, because you have a lot of amazing movements, you talked about a lot of amazing things. You persevered through a lot of a lot of things. Um, when it's all said and done, Daryl, man, this is Next Legacy Radio. What do you want your legacy to be? My legacy, when when it's all said and done is just everybody remember hard work pays off. Trust the process is something that I really truly believe in because of everything that I endured. And I, I'm i a believer and I'm a strong person that knows that if you trust the process, it's not just saying it, you got to believe it. And hard work is not just saying it, you got to do it, and that's the only legacy I want to leave behind is people knowing that that guy put in that work. Um, that's one hard worker. You know, anytime I can get up and go to the gym, 5 in the morning, go straight to work right after that, get off of work, get on an interview call or get on the emails and – the weekend, fly out, and come back home and do it all again. I want people to really understand what it takes to be the best and not just the best, like you're the best in the game, but just in your area, like the people that's around you, showing them that you really want to be better than what you was yesterday or the day before. Uh, So those are the key those are the key notes that I want people to really look at the legacy of Daryl Studges and know that no matter how many times you've ever been in the penitentiary or juvenile or being called name calls, people calling your name out your name or lack of education, you may be behind uh, and you may feel like that you can't withstand like other the normal people that you think you're around. If I can do it we hear that all the time. You can do it. I don't like telling people that because I like to show them. Like, I like to just throw everything out there for them. These kids want to see you show them something. Because so many people tell them something and then they get let down. And I was one of those kids. 
And that put these kids in a trend that they may not come back from. So it's like a lot of times if I see a troubled child in the community, I want them to know that my legacy is to show them that they can pull through by me showing them. But I have to show them what I've been through. I can't just give them the good. And that's what a lot of people do, Walter. They'll show these kids all the wonderful things they got going on in their life, right? And the only thing these kids can think about is a micro, a micro, I mean microwave. I call it microwave uh, success. They want to throw it in the microwave and and the timer go thing and it's done. That's not how you cook a good meal. You got to take your time. Um, yeah, can't go quick all the time. And 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 that's what we got going on on the internet. If you do something right, Walter the next person want to do better. They want to up you one. Why not team up with Walter? Why not team up with Star Power? We got a nice movement going on. Can we get you guys to help us? And guess what? We're able to help more people if we all stick together, right? But nobody well, wants that. Everybody your network is your network. Yep, you better know it. And I don't care. I mean, I mean it. I stand on it. You could talk about money, 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 and I love it when people talk about money because at the end of the day, I've seen a lot, I blew a lot, and I know a lot of rich people, and I know a lot of people that got it. And when people talk about money, it's one thing I always tell people. You don't got it. If you talk about it, that means you're working on it. And if you talk about it too much, that means you may never have it. Because anybody that's wealthy, they're figuring out another way for another investment. You know what I'm saying? And anybody that don't got money, they're figuring out another way to make money. (laughs) Yep. Yep. You got to be that hard work work ethic. You got to be the best version of yourself every day. Yeah, Um, that's it. That's it. That's all, man. And so many good people like yourself and Danielle, you guys always come through for people. You have to train yourself to not look at what a person has in a bank account to be successful, but are they always going to stay real to you and genuine? Or would they find someone else that got a bigger and more successful career? What are they looking for? And that's what me and Mario always talk about. What are they trying to value out of you? What are they trying to get from you? So I definitely say my legacy has to be trust the process, and hard work pays off. You have to believe in that. I like that. No, I like that. After this interview, I'm about to play that with Khalifa, uh, play hard or work hard, play hard. Uh, we're definitely going to go into that song after this Dope. interview. Cause, uh, Dope. Dope. No, Dope. man, that's, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful legacy. And uh, I think that's what you're, that, that's what you're on, on track on doing. I mean, you give so much to the community. Uh, you've been through so much, you persevered through so much. And it just seems like you're on your path. Like, uh, you're destined to do these things and you're, and you're destined to, to impact the youth in a positive way. And, uh, and I love it, man. I love it. And I've always told you, you know, I can't wait for us to do business with next legacy. And that's another conversation, but um, you're just an, a, an amazing human being. I love the legacy. Um, you know, we're getting towards Appreciate the end of the interview right now, man. This is your okay. time to, to shout anybody out, bring any awareness to any brand, anything you're doing, anybody that you just want to, just bring any awareness to or, or show any love to, man. Right now is your time. Take it away, Daryl, man. Uh, okay. I appreciate uh, you being here with me. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a shout-out to Star Power, Mario Cannon, um, 
uh, Tony Starts at H&HQ, uh, definitely Rockstar Studio, um, HQ Studio. You already know, Panda. Um, y'all already know what time it is, Next Legacy. Uh, everything that we're doing right now, man, um, a shout-out to everybody that helps me, work with me. You guys know I got a list. Uh, this is Life, Natalie, uh, that's out of Chicago. Uh, big shout-out to her. Um, other than that, a uh, big shout-out to Uncle Beats, uh, Bo Deal. These are guys that, that they pick up their phone when I call, and these guys are dope and busy all the time. So big shout-out to what they got going on with, with the community with Bo Deal and then the things that Beats got going on with, with the real estate and everything that he done moved forward and doing other things in his life. Uh, big shout-out to uh, G-Man, Jeremy Coleman, for uh, his career in professional boxing out of Freeport, Illinois. Other than that, that's it. Uh, and then I want to make sure that we make sure that we touch on the mental health issues uh, that's going on in this world too. Um, if you don't mind, Walt, just a hot second. Uh, nah, man, bring 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 as much awareness to bring, mental health. I want to make sure. I want to make sure that these young kids, man. I'm telling you. Um, you get around some people, man. You don't feel don't feel like you can't talk to people. Always remember, it's easy to say what's on your mind, let somebody judge you, but get the help. Don't do not try to hold it in and fight it, fight a battle on your own. And if people are judging you, just remember, they'll be judged one day. Do your best uh, to continue talking and getting whatever's on your chest, whatever's on your mind, off your mind. Don't let it sit and linger because a lot of times with our mental health patients and people that have the mental health uh, issues, they feel like no one can understand them. And I just ask, uh, ask of so many people that's in our community to start being aware of your surroundings and Watch what you post on social media. Social media is taking away so many lives, uh, and a lot of people don't even realize it based on the words that you use, based on how you talk about people, based on so much unreal information that's being put out. Remember, you do not want to uh, misuse someone because you're feeling a certain way. So my best advice to anybody with the mental health issues, it takes everybody to help out with this situation. And I thank uh, Next Legacy for being able to have me here to be able to talk about it a little bit. But don't just stop there. They're going to be able to give you a website that you can tune into and get more information that you need. Uh, so I ask anybody, if you're feeling like uh, anything is going wrong with you and you just want to communicate and talk, Man, reach out to these guys, or a local local health department, or hospital, whatever you need, do it. Uh, yep. It's not a bad thing; it's a good thing. It is. It is. Don't 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 yeah, that's it, man. No, I hear you, man. Close mouths don't get fed, and we got we got to be able to talk about these things. We got to be able to communicate and provide these platforms, especially. Uh, not yeah. only for the youth, anybody going through any any type of yeah. mental health uh, symptoms. And, you know what I mean? And, so, 
and most mental health that it starts with is a lot of these artists are mentally going through it because it's not coming fast enough or they're not understanding why not them. And they're wondering why they have to keep doing this and doing that. I'm I'm talking to artists. I'm talking to if I have artists that's that's under my wing that know me, uh, I want you to reach out to me. And my artists tell you, we talk. We try our best to make sure that we we got a guideline. And don't feel bad if you have to talk to someone. Reach out with someone that you think that will will really listen to you. And and don't be afraid because it's all over. Just get it get it out. Communication is everything, and no one should make someone that's talking about mental health feel bad. You should never do that to someone because you wouldn't want someone to do that to your family or your friends or your loved ones. So with this segment and what uh, Next Level Legacy is telling me, I'm telling you guys, I promise you, if you communicate and get it off, you will feel so much better and you will have a better understanding. So call the hospitals, uh, reach out to hotline numbers, and don't feel like it's a race thing because a lot of African-Americans, we feel like that we we got it under control and we don't need to talk. We don't need this and we don't need that. I'm telling you, something sometimes you have to talk to some people just to release and just to be able to get the help that you need to put you in the right frame of mind that you need to be thinking. That's all I have to 100%. say. Not 100%. We'll have the hotline. We'll have the hotline there too. Is So if anybody wants to reach out, um, but definitely 100%, you have to communicate. You have to talk about these things. You cannot keep them boiled in. You cannot keep them just because um, they build up. They build up, and that's what leads to suicide, and um, we want to get away from that. Um, we definitely want to get away from that. We want to have an open platform to talk about depression, anxiety, um, or anything that you just might be going on through. So uh, just know that there's people yeah. out here that love you, that care about you, um, and, and definitely reach out. Don't be scared to reach out. Be aware of your environment. Um, hey, Daryl, man, let everybody know where they could follow you and just get in tune with anything that you might be, uh, you have going on. Anybody that's looking to follow me will be able to follow me on my Facebook page. That's why I do a lot of my promotion at, and that will be Stugis, S-T-U-G-G-I-S, Daryl, D-A-R-R-Y-L, and that will be the Facebook page. That's why I do a lot of my work. Uh, that's where you'll be able to actually really get a hold of me. Um, and I'll leave y'all with that. And then from there, anything else from there, we'll definitely be able to connect. Um, but, yes, my Facebook page, once again, is my last name, Studges, uh, my first name, Daryl. Uh, follow me from there. Um, and definitely, if you got any questions and Vice versa. Walter also said he had a number. My Facebook page is open. Like, and I'm not just saying this. And Walter, no. So, if you guys out there and you just need somebody to talk to, and there's some things that you just felt like you heard that you like, dang, it's dope. I wish I could reach out to that guy. You can inbox me or text me or however you want to reach out to me, and I definitely, I definitely will respond back. Not very genuine. He would definitely will super authentic, uh, just an amazing human being, man. And I just love uh, the relationship that we have, not just when it comes to business, yep. but our friendship. Uh, so definitely just everything is, is aligning, brother. I uh, I love just the growth that I've seen you have 
you and your artists and just doing amazing things with the youth. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Everybody out there, make sure you follow this man, man. Darryl and don't forget Sudges. about Ruben, maybe a Hachata. Don't forget about Amir, please. They're going to be mad at me. No, I'm saying. Oh, they nah, some nah, good nah. dope artists, too. too. They, you follow, know, they know what time Darryl. it is. <laughs> yeah, when you follow Daryl, man, when you follow Daryl, we'll have links to the Star Power and everything on, on my yeah, website. Yeah, y'all going to see the Star Power uh, team, man. And, but, yeah. Yeah, man. No, but we got to make this about Daryl, man. This is about Daryl, man. Yeah, man. look, uh, look, look at me. Look amazing, at me. <laughs> you have I appreciate you, brother. You. you have amazing people around you. Uh, Baby Orchata is, is super funny and just uh, super, uh, just an amazing artist, man, and everything that he does yeah, when, it comes, when it comes to directing um, videos, making short films, to uh, to, to stand-up comedy. Amazing person, man. Um, Mario Cannon, amazing artist, um, amazing owner over there. At, uh, he has his own gym. <laughs> Uh, and then Amani, you know, amazing artist, they just, they just dope, you have an like, amazing team, brother. But, but he just, hey, he don't want me to talk about him. I ain't going to talk about him, but one thing I'm going to tell you is, uh, and I just want to make sure everybody knows, when you're building a team, and I, I want to I wanna really say this because these guys, these group of guys, Mario and Ruben, they're young, but they have impacted my life dramatically, like, on a good note, and I'm I couldn't ask for a group of guys that will be able to be better listeners than these guys, and we both bounce ideas and we follow directions. I tell everybody this because you can't just be a boss. Sometimes you can be a boss, but you got to be a follower as well, and that comes with leadership. And on that note, I'm gonna leave everybody else alone and just tell Walter. Thank you for having me here mentioning everything that I do from RJ management, from uh, promotion, from managing star power, uh, artists, uh, just the the multitude of community activities that I do, events, um, just working, heavy equipment operator. We name it. I try to do it, but mainly – this is a blessing. Thank you, my brother. No, nah, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you, and I just love that you're just a, a jack of many traits, and uh, and and you're you're on your journey of perfecting a lot of them, and and it's just an amazing work of what you do. Um, and people don't even know, you know, you have a full time job along with management, along with just you know moving around and making a lot of a lot of moves for for people behind behind closed doors. Um, you're 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 authentic. You're genuine. I just love that all the value that you brought today. I appreciate you being vulnerable. I appreciate you just talking to us about you going to juvie. I didn't even know that about you. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. but, but it also it also brings a lot of enlightenment too to me just on your character, and it just it speaks volumes of of who you are, where you come from, and it gives me just a, a another a, just a whole nother level. I didn't think that there was no, more levels of respect that I can give you, but it just gives me a whole nother level of respect for you. Uh, knowing that you've been through that. So I appreciate you just bringing awareness to that, bringing awareness to everything that you do, man, and taking the time. I always tell everybody, after praising the man upstairs, the most important thing, you know, after that, the most important thing might be time. So I appreciate you taking the time out your day to talk to Hungry and Humble Sports Talk on uh, Next Legacy Radio, man. It's been a pleasure. To everybody out there listening, remember, stay hungry, stay humble, and we're out. 